daily Los Angeles Angels podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Angels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're locked in with your host, Brent McGuire. This episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the Spotify Greenroom app and find one of our Locked On rooms. In today's episode, we're going to talk about an exciting Angels win on Tuesday against the Texas Rangers. We're going to talk about the 11 runs that they scored, which was desperately needed after their recent stretch of very little to no offense. And then we're going to talk about the night from Joe Adele, what we saw from him and what it means moving forward. But before we get into the episode, as usual, if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at bmags94. You can find the podcast at Locked on Angels. You can find my written work at Crashing the Pearly Gates. And if you haven't done so already, make sure to download, subscribe, rate, and review the Locked on Angels podcast, wherever you get your podcast from. So happy Wednesday. Hope you are doing well and enjoyed a much-needed Angels win on Tuesday. And most importantly, it was a lot of fun to watch this game. The Angels won 11-3. A lot happened in this game. So we're going to talk about everything that went down, and then we're specifically going to talk about the performances, I would say, from both Joe Adele and Brandon Marsh and how exciting that was to see. Uh, before we do get into it, uh, just another reminder, we're not doing Friday's episode this week, so we are going to push back the, we're going to move forward the mailbag that we usually do on Friday. We're going to do that for tomorrow's episode on Thursday. So if you have any questions, feel free to tweet at me at the podcast Twitter, my Twitter. You can email me as well at brentjmaguire ninety four at gmail.com. So why don't we start off this episode? Let's do the first part talking about the Angels game specifically. And like I said, I mean, this was much needed for the Angels. It has been a brutal stretch for the Angels in every way possible for the offense. We talked about it in yesterday's show. The pitching, at least within the rotation, has been extremely good for about the past month, but the offense has just not been there. And I'm well aware that a lot of that stretch has coincided with no Mike Trout, no Anthony Rendon, no Jared Walsh, and no Justin Upton at various different times. Nonetheless, it's still been extremely difficult to watch, and I don't think we ever envision offense being the problem for this Angels team. That was not the case on Tuesday night. This was an all-around effort for the team, and they scored 11 runs, which was the most runs they've scored in a game since that June 30th comeback win at Yankee Stadium when they came back against Aroldis Chapman in the ninth inning. And if that feels like it was a long time ago, it's because it was. So this was an extremely good performance for the Angels. And I think what's kind of interesting about this game from the Angels was it was an all-around attack, and it wasn't just like a handful of home runs really got those runs for them. They had one home run from Jack Mayfield, a couple doubles from Joe Adele. We'll talk about him more uh, at length later on in this episode. A double from Otani and a double from uh, Brandon Marsh. But there were a lot of singles in this game, a lot of guys reaching base. David Fletcher had 
two base hits, two stolen bases. Shohei Otani, two hits, including a double. Justin Upton did not record a hit, but reached base twice via walk. Max Stassi, walk in a single and scored two runs. Phil Gosselin, three for five with three runs batted in. Joe Adele, three for four, three RBIs, a walk, a stolen base. Jose Iglesias drove in two runs with a base hit. Brandon Marsh uh, had a base hit. Probably would have had a home run at a lot of other ballparks had that 403-foot flyout been anywhere else but Texas. And Jack Mayfield, who we just talked about, hit a home run. So this was a just all-around performance from the offense, one through nine. 14 combined hits. They had five walks. They stole three bags. This was just a really, really good performance from this team. And again, it was much needed. And yes, I'm aware, it was against the Texas Rangers. This is not exactly a world-class pitching staff, but the Angels have not been able to do anything even against some of these bad pitching staff. So this was definitely a performance that the Angels needed. And I haven't even talked about the performance from the pitchers. Another really nice start from Jose Suarez. Five and two-thirds innings, six hits, three earned runs, six strikeouts, one walk, allowed a two-run homer in the bottom of the sixth inning. And quite frankly, that made his overall line look a lot worse. And if you've seen the replay on that home run, he made a pretty good pitch. That was a fastball that was in on Ibanez's uh, hands. It was about a good inch off the plate. Pretty good pitch for the most part. And Ibanez, to his credit, did a good job of pulling it over the fence in left field. But yeah, I mean, this was a nice performance from the pitching staff as well. Uh, Junior Guerra came in, one and a third innings, no hits, no runs, no uh, walks allowed. Sam Selman, two scoreless innings, three strikeouts. So just, I mean, all around, a very, very, very nice performance from this Angels team. And I mean, you think about the last time that this Angels team has done that, it's been quite some time. And we've seen recently, especially, it's been all pitching within the rotation and not much of anything else. We've had various points throughout this year where it was all offense and not much of anything else. So this was definitely a nice sign to see for the Angels all around balance from the team. And look, I mean, we've talked about this a couple times recently. The Angels almost certainly are not going to make the playoffs, but At the very least, it'd be kind of exciting to see this team play some good, exciting baseball for the rest of the season, seeing some of these young guys perform like they have over the last few days. And again, just feeling kind of confident going into the offseason, going into next season, and so on and so forth. So a really, really nice performance from the Angels on Tuesday. And this was really due to a couple of Really big performances from some of the uh, young guys, including Joe Adele, who we'll talk about in the second part of the episode. We're going to take our first break of this episode. When we get back, we're going to talk about the performance from Joe Joe Adele, talk a little bit about Brandon Marsh, and just kind of seeing these young guys up at the major league level having some success. But before we get into that, let's take our first break, and let me tell you about Green Room. This episode is brought to you by Green Room. This is the first social 
audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or your sport. To make sure to go download the free Green Room app currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the Major League Baseball group for the latest league updates. Green Room, changing the way that we talk about sports. So in the second part of this episode, I really want to talk about Joe Adele and the really nice performance that we saw from him on Tuesday night. And I think it goes without saying that last year was a really, really tough year all the way around for Adele. And I don't think we need to necessarily revisit all of the numbers from last year. I think it's really just easy to say it was not a good major league debut for Adele. A lot of things did not go right. Lots of strikeouts, plate discipline issues. We saw issues out in right field. It was a disaster for him considering the expectations of him being a top five prospect and kind of expected to come up and produce for the Angels. Obviously, it did not happen, but I do think it's always important to remember that last year was a weird year, not just for the entire world, but it was weird for baseball players as well. They were not immune from the weirdness of 2020. He was called up partway through the season in the middle of a pandemic. There were no fans. He didn't have any minor league time. There were a lot of things working against him. And I recognize that other players were still able to contribute despite those obstacles. But every situation is different. I think that's always important to remember with Joe Adele. It's very easy to look at the numbers last year and be swayed away from the the type of production that was expected from him, the type of prospect status that he had. So I think that's a good starting point for getting into this conversation about how he looked on Tuesday night. And this was a very different Joe Adele that we saw. As we mentioned at the top, he had two doubles in the game. He had a single, a walk, a stolen base, drove in three runs. And maybe more than anything, he looked very... Uh, noticeably more comfortable out there and just looked like he was having fun. I mean, if you've seen, there was a video that the Angels posted on their Twitter account uh, of Joe Adele on his first double where he drove in two runs to give the Angels the lead. He was noticeably excited at second base, uh, clapping his hands, pumped up, giving the Angels the lead. I think that's a really, really big step forward for Joe Adele. I mean, confidence obviously was not, it couldn't have been there uh, late last season when he was really, really struggling. It was just a tough all-around year for him. So seeing him seeing him out there doing what he did was really exciting. And I know we're talking about one game of potentially many, many more games this season and beyond there could still be some of those issues. We look at the minor league numbers and yeah, the strikeouts are still there. The lack of walks. Yeah, they're still there. You contextualize for the environment that Joe Adele is in and maybe the numbers don't look quite as good, but it's really nice to see Adele back in the majors producing, looking like he belongs out there, getting excited 
about big moments for the team. And I mean, if you saw the interview after the game, you could just see this guy was very excited about not just being back up there, but producing and helping the team win. That was one of the first things that he said in his postgame presser was talking about helping the team win. I think that's going to be a just a huge thing for him in the next couple of months. I think with all of the young guys, we can see these guys not only produce, but kind of take on some of those roles that really puts them in more leadership-type positions. With no Mike Trout right now and no Jared Walsh and no Anthony Rendon, this is a real opportunity for some of these younger guys to step in and not just make these contributions, but really start to establish themselves as clubhouse guys, leaders, and just guys that uh, other players can gravitate towards. So I think there was a lot of positivity from Joe Adele. We didn't see the swing and miss as much. We saw some good swings. We saw him adjusting to particular pitches. We saw him adjusting to particular counts with runners in scoring position. These are all really, really big things, and it was definitely nice to see. And one last little thing about Joe Adele that I found to be extremely noticeable was his stance. Bally Sports West uh, and Jose Moda talked about this during the game. There was a side-by-side showing Joe Adele this year compared to last year, and it just looked like he felt better at the plate. He just looked like he was putting himself in a better position to do some damage. There just looked like there was a little too much going on with the swing, the leg kick, the you know the shifting of weight, all of that kind of stuff in his swing last year. Compared to this year, it seems like it's a little bit more straightforward just trying to hit the baseball. Sometimes it can get a little too complicated with swings, and I think Joe Adele has kind of simplified what made him successful before, and I think that's going to go a long way in helping him this season and beyond. And next to Joe Adele in center field was Brandon Marsh. And I think this is also another important thing to talk about. These guys were like best friends growing up or going through the Angels minor league system. I don't think that can necessarily be discounted when talking about the type of production we see these guys have at the major league level. I think there is a comfort level playing with guys that you're familiar with. And I think that might help both of those guys. So it was really cool to see them next to each other on the field and smiling after some plays out in the outfield. Definitely a positive sign and a cool thing to see. And Brandon Marsh himself had a really nice game. Maybe it's not showing up in the box score one for four with a double, but that one double traveled 397 feet. That could have been a home run at a couple of other ballparks and would have drove home a run had Jose Iglesias been a step or two ahead. And his one of his other at-bats, Brandon Marsh, hit a ball 403 feet to the warning track in center field. Again, that very well could have been his first major league home run in pretty much any other ballpark. So definitely important to keep that in mind when talking about this game. So there is a an alternate scenario where... Brandon Marsh has his first major league home run, has an RBI double and a walk in the same game. And all of the sudden we're talking about this type of monster game from both Joe Adele and Brandon Marsh at the major league level. So lots of exciting things 
for the Angels on Tuesday night. And I think just seeing what Joe Adele and Brandon Marsh did was absolutely at the top of that list. We're going to take our last break of this episode. Let me tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar has many delicious flavors that there is something out there for everyone. Whether you're looking for a traditional flavor like raspberry or double chocolate or something a little bit different like salted caramel, Built Bar has you covered. Built Bar, Built Bars are high in protein. They're low in calories, low in sugar, and low in net carbs. And if you go to built.com and use the promo code locked on, you'll get 15% off your order. Again, that's promo code locked on for 15% off at built.com. So let's wrap up today's episode. Obviously, a lot of exciting things happening for the Angels on Tuesday. Safe to say that we probably needed that at this point. It's been a rough little stretch for the Angels. So seeing. Some of the young guys up there, especially Joe Adele, Brandon Marsh, doing what they did was extremely exciting. At the very least, making these last few months enjoyable, seeing some progression from some of these young guys is going to go a long way in making this an enjoyable uh, stretch to end the season. So hopefully there is more of that to come. A couple things before we get out of here. Uh, once again, reminder If you want to send in any questions for our mailbag on Thursday's episode, make sure to send those in and make sure to check out Wednesday's Angels game. Shohei Otani is on the mound. Most likely will be both hitting and pitching. So obviously something that is going to be very exciting to watch, but that's going to do it for today's episode. As always, thank you for joining. Stay safe out there. We will talk some Angels baseball on Thursday. Betting on Major League Baseball doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Make sure to follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcast from.